That's right, everybody. Yeet. Because we're here with special guest, Mark Gunderberg. Yo, yo, yo. What he do? What it did? John and Mark on an adventure on the Madness Podcast. It's always a good time. How you doing, Mark? Good, man. Well, um, you know, today, let's just, just talk about a bunch of stuff. Let's get weird and controversial. I want to do, like, voice commercials. That'd be just so much fun. If you're out there listening, hook a boy up. So, Mark, how you been? How's your week? Good. Busy. Sports are almost over. So we can get on with the summer. So I think the popular subject right now is sorry I hit it twice because it's that <laughs> it's that controversial abortion right right Roe versus Wade and how it might get overturned and all that's going on in the society with it so I want to dig in and talk about that because that's that's the hot button issue right now people freaking out and. Um, I don't plan on this argument ending anytime soon in the next 400 years. Oh, well, yeah. Otherwise, it would have already ended. I know. But because there's such a gray area there of when does life start? When does life start? Well, there's, exactly. a, gray, there's a gray area logically in it. When does life start? And to, uh, you to know, you're, you. You have been one of my favorite clump of cells yeah. for the last, you know, 16 years or so. <laughs> what about for you? When does life start for you? Or in the... Well, I used to be... This is just like kind of anecdotal, but it's my own personal experience. Was I didn't really care at one point. Or like I didn't really jump into the controversy at all. Um until uh, my wife got pregnant, and she was only a few weeks pregnant, I think just like four or five weeks, something like that, and uh, she had like kind of something go on and being first time, we didn't know what was normal, what wasn't, so we went to the hospital, and they did an ultrasound on her, um, and I saw the little flicker in mm. there, you know, it was just a little flicker, and that was Titan's heartbeat. Yeah. And so, like, instantly something in me changed. So, I mean, call it instinctive or whatever it is, but all of a sudden I had something to protect. And I had something to look out for. And, like, um, and at that point, like, that was my baby, even though it was just a little flicker on the screen. You know, with the argument, it makes me think of, like, you know, because obviously uh, people know that I'm a pastor and I have a Christian biblical worldview, but even a lot of Christians don't really dive into this subject to get really nitty gritty and detailed and say, when does life start? But I thought about like that movie, Look Who's Talking, and the sperm are all racing the egg. <laughs> First to the egg. And I know that's crazy. Listen, today's more for adults, right? And I don't think any kids listen to this, but it's important to know, like it starts when the sperm fertilizes the egg to me like that's god's process and once that starts 
that's where like that life starts. I don't know. I just, just a thought that popped in my head when you were. Well, and that's and that's the argument that that you hear people make um, is that they say like, well, that a woman is processing that baby, so it's the woman's right to have the abortion or not. That because the woman is processing it, but that's not true, because the only process is the fertilization process. Yeah. After that, that baby is autonomous. It's just being incubated and fed by the mom. Not to downplay it at all. What what a yeah. woman's body does to to have a baby is is absolutely incredible, and just you know puts me in awe of of God's design and just makes me feel inferior to women. Really. Well, then you think about what was God's design before the fall, where He said, "Now you're going to have pain in childbearing, sucka." Yeah. You know, you think about what it what would it be to have a painless childbearing and then after the fall and, and God kind of put the discipline on Adam and Eve and kind of said what was going to happen like different conversation but that'd be crazy not to have pain because I've never Sarah squeezed my hand harder than I've ever experienced someone you know and I've met some pretty burly guys that work in construction that shake your hand you're like whoa but supernatural power for Sarah yeah have you seen you seen Titan's head before <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that one. Yeah, yeah. I've also seen that cartoon, um, Hey Arnold. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Katie. What if Titan yeah, listens to Katie. This? Yeah, I saw Lots Katie of smartness turn. in that brain. Yeah. Lots of, yeah. <laughs> I saw Katie turn into a champion when she gave birth to yeah. Titan. It was, it was incredible, like a really beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, and I think, uh, so what we're seeing now, like I've seen all kinds of things, like people are going to protest in front of churches on Mother's Day and all these other things, and it's like, you know, and it's funny, like, the arguments that people used to, like, when, like, it's my body, my choice when it comes to having an autonomous, like, the, a separate life in you, but not when it comes to the vaccine. Oh, like, yeah. then it's like, no, stab everybody. But when it comes, like, it's just interesting how in one area it's one way and then another area it's another way. But, um, like, that's, that's, you know, one of the arguments and one of the things that we'll probably touch on today, like, the first one being, you know, and I, I kind of think about even before, like, you talk about the sperm fertilizing the egg and that being the start of this life. And then, you know, you think about, like, how people value the human life anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, biblical worldview versus, like, an evolution-type worldview. Like, if you're a cosmic accident, how could you value life? Because mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you don't believe in a God who gave you value on purpose— and the sanctity of life. If you just think you're just another animal, then yeah, harvest the organs, do what we need to do. You know what I mean? I think like for me, it, it goes before that of like, what do you even, how do you even perceive the value of a human life where God gave the, you know, humanity dominion over the rest of the earth. But if you just believe you're a cosmic accident created over billions of years, then there's not the same value that someone would have from a, from a, Christian worldview point to say, Hey, life is sacred. And he made us, you know, in his image versus, well, I mean, you're just here. You're just another species of an animal. And those people treat a, a dog's life as valuable as a human life or a hamster or, you know what I mean? Right. But, and then I think that that kind of comes back to when, like when you're, when you're saying that they, it makes me think about like just with faith in general and like our experience with Christ as you know that that we don't have the power to convict um or to like you know to convict somebody else's heart you know that's where the holy spirit comes in and 
Um, and so, so our walk with Christ, our faith is self-evident, um, which also kind of segues into like, you're not a biologist. You can't tell me about all this. And like, well, there's a lot of things in life that are self-evident. And one of those things uh, is, my, is my walk with Christ is self-evident. So what I can say in my opinion about that autonomous clump of cells in your body is self-evident just based on observation in my experience as a human being in this world. Yeah. Something that is crazy to me too is like, I'm always open to talk to anybody and everybody. Like I, I, I just, it, it just sickens me how if someone that, you know, got hurt from church or whatever, and then they talk to someone that is a, a Christian or devout Christian or something. And then they call it hate speech just for saying, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I hate sin, but I don't, I don't hate you. Like I'm, I'm open to talking to you, but it's just like, I see, you know, so much like built up animosity towards a viewpoint or something like you, like it's just, it's just crazy how, you know, people aren't as open, but I like to be open. But one of the things that, you know, I think happens too, like what you said, like people say, you can't give me this opinion unless you're like, you're not a doctor or, you know, almost like common sense stuff too. Like people, you know, but like that doesn't even have anything to do with the argument. So they're not even arguing what you're trying to argue and that just I think that's a huge problem and like it's just the the lack of uh the lack of debate that we have in I'm gonna move this chair but the lack of debate that we have in America at least is that it's all about gotcha moments and like I'm going to I'm going to just tear them down you know the argument is like this like battle zone or something like that where that's not arguing that's fighting and like yeah Argument is not a bad thing. Argument should be a good thing where like my job in an argument is not to win. It's not to crush the other person, but it Mm. should be to make the other person's argument stronger. Yeah. And it's okay if we disagree on things. It's okay if we look at things differently. Yeah. But I should be able to break down their argument, find the flaws in it where they can correct it. And make the argument stronger to the yeah. point where I can't I can't break it down anymore. But we don't see any of that going on, and really, the opposing arguments that we have, you know, for the um, the people that are for abortion, they don't even make arguments anymore. They like they won't they won't even come to the table. All they do is just scream, and yeah. you know they have protests and and everything like that. But they won't even have a conversation about it. Oh no, I remember what I was gonna say. Okay. What I was going to say is, like, they think that the other, that we're not compassionate, you know, and it's just like, and they use these just really sick examples like incest and, and rape and these things that are just super tragic and super, like, you know, and they act like there's not a compassion. Of course, I have so much compassion for someone that that happened to, but it won't change how I value the sanctity of life. And then there's like, and then they dig into the situations like, and and this is something that like, unless you take time to really focus in on digging it and go, okay, what's going on? Like, of course, with all the medical advancements, like one argument I saw that even I was like, man, that's, that's a hard decision is when like the mom's going to die if she gives birth or, or, you know, like some of those situations where there's something with that effect that one could die or something like that. But like my main point being that a lot of times they assume we have no compassion to these horrific situations that, that the pregnancy developed in. 
but it's like, no, there is tons of compassion, but it's just like, I'm not going to change my stance on, on life. And then the other thing is like, when they say, why don't you guys, you know, adopt kids? This is just something that frustrates me in general. Like I want to adopt, uh, eventually. And I know you, you said you were kind of interested in that too. And it's just like, how come it costs like, it's free to abort a baby, but it's $40,000 to adopt one. And yeah, that's the thing is, so, so again, they don't use the others. The, the opposing side won't, won't argue against, you know, when does life start and things like that. Um, instead they say, well, the adoption, like they, they just attack the adoption system and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you know what? Like, let me carry that pitchfork with you. Like I'm with you. I don't know who you're like, I don't know who you're arguing with at that point because I'm with you on that. Let's make it easier to, to, you know, let's make a more fluid process to adopt so yeah. that there's more opportunities for people to step up. And I, and I truly believe that people would step up and they would, you know, and then they, and then they bash the foster system and stuff like that. Well, rightly so. I'm like, okay, then let's, let's fix that too. You know, let's, let's yeah. go against that. But that's not an argument of when does, when does that clump of cells actually become a living thing? Yeah. And the other thing I, I, I hear a lot about, and I know the, our episodes are kind of short, half an hour or so, but the other thing you hear is like, should government tell us what we can and cannot do? And it's like, yeah, there's laws in place, but that doesn't mean that your free will's gone. You could break the law. You know, there's free will to break the law. And there's a lot of like debate and talk about how much should the government be involved in telling us what is okay and what is not okay. Like I've heard a lot of talk regarding that too. Right, and then and that's where you get like, that's where I really agree with what what's going on right now is that when you have gray area, and you have so much disagreement across the board. I mean, um, that's where you should have a consensus, and then that and that that's the you know that's the democratic way to do it. You know, that's that's where um, the people locally can come together and say, you know what, we are we are not in support of this or we are in support of this because it's such a gray area. But with Roe versus Wade, that's such a definitive answer. And the federal government's coming in saying that it's all okay when the states don't really have a say in that. So now we're saying with it, with it not being there, it's not banning it on the federal level. It's, it's banning it on local levels where that consensus of people say, this is our beliefs. This is our perspective. This is what we. This is what we think. And then that argument can, can happen at a local level, that more of a tribal setting, and then that law can come in. So it is, I think, less government at this point. Yeah, and I think people kind of flock anyway, right? Naturally, like you look like me, you talk like me, you believe like me. Let's hang out. Like there's a natural tendency for people to gather together when they have these similar ideals and things yeah and and i mean and that's where i've transplanted my whole family across the country and i feel like i'm you know in more of a stronghold more of like a like-minded area of, of people when it comes to you know religion and everything like that but it's kind of sad for the places that aren't that just seem to be getting worse and worse yeah i think some of that like if you're listening to this and you have gotten an abortion just know there's you're, you are forgiven. Like I would hate for a mom to just, you know, and I, I've seen, I've seen moms that have carried around, you know, condemnation for 20, 30 years. Cause I got an abortion a long, long time ago. And I just, 
if that's you, just just know, like, God just forgives you, and there's literally no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So I just want to encourage you with that, if that was you. And those who had horrific situations happen to you, I mean, that sucks. I've, I feel for you, and, and man, I, I, I hate that. I hate that evil had its way in a situation. But I also know, like, if I'm a Christian, if I believe that even though things may happen, that God can literally use everything that the devil meant for evil, and God can use use it to make himself glorified and use it for good somehow, some way. You know, so, and then you hear stories about, like, people that were almost aborted, and then they weren't, and they grew up to be, like, the next president, the next great inventor, the next, you know, this or that. And you're like, wow, there's so many crazy, awesome stories out there, and those people usually step up and advocate, like, hey, my mom was thinking about aborting me, but I'm thankful she didn't, because look who I am. Well, I think, like, there's a culture in that, too, where, like, are we are we taking on our 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 problems um, head on or are we trying to sweep them under the rug or hide from them? You know, because it's like, I mean, when Adam first felt shame, you know, he's just like hiding behind a little skinny tree and God's like, yeah. dude, I see you. you I know? see you, bro. Like, stop hiding. It's just like, let's face this. Let's do yeah. this. You know, so I think I think there's a lot of culture in that too where, yeah. where it's like, oh, I can just get rid of it. I can make it go away and like it's not there. But really... um. It is. And one thing that does bug me on, on this side of the argument is uh, people like the sandwich board mafia that stand outside of abortion clinics with, like, pictures of, like, aborted fetuses and things like that. And it's like, dude, th- that girl just came out of there, and, you know, whether you agree with it or not, she just made a heavy, heavy decision, and she doesn't need to see that. You know, she needs a hug. She yeah. needs to be loved on. Like, can Oh, I, I know. I'd, I, I've thought about, like, going there and places like that and standing in front of them, like, this guy doesn't represent who I am in Christ at all. And like, I want, can I give you a ride? You know, like, can, yeah. what can I do for you right now? How can I serve you? Because I don't have any idea what you're going through right now. Yeah. I mean, not to be cliche, but WWJD yeah. would he be standing there with his poster and screaming hateful things, you know, and I, I'm with you on that. Like I just, I will not let some other person represent me in that way. Like, I think if we're representing Christ, like you said, it's like one of the, I don't remember where I heard this. We have a great organization called First Look in town that helps um, young people in these situations, and they help. And I think one of the greatest things people can do to help bring those statistics to help bring life when they're in the middle of this emotional decision has anyone ever made a good decision after like being super emotional? Probably not. But what I thing I love about first look is, you know what they do? And this is probably one of the greatest things that you can do. Like you saw, and you even referenced this. Like say like, and, and, and this has happened in this facility, a girl will come in like, Hey, I want to get an abortion. And before they even talk, like, you know, they talk to him and they go, Hey, do you want to hear your baby's heartbeat? Hmm. That moment for so many women, and this is what the the lady who runs it has told me, there's a change of, there's like, oh my gosh, that's a heartbeat. You know what I mean? I think maybe in some people's head, it it, it goes from clump of cells to a heart, like a human based on they can hear the little heartbeat. And so, like, I don't know if anyone, has anyone, 
I mean, I bet the stats got to be super low on people that are like, oh, man, thank you, Mark, for showing me that horrific poster and shaming me. Now I'm not going to make this decision. I just don't think that's worked on many levels. I think more so here in a heartbeat and compassion, I've, I've heard many testimonies. Well, like I mean, that. look at look at the analogy right there. I mean, that's what what's more effective, life or death? You know, the guy out at the Sandwich Board Mafia with the tore up little baby. Sandwich Board Mafia. Explain that a little bit. Dude, you know, you, you know everybody knows who the Sandwich Board Mafia is. Dude, I, not me. Okay, the guy that. I, I, I picture what? a bunch of people at Subway wearing black suits like, <laughs> what kind of sandwich you want, huh? No. You don't get the provolone. <laughs> no, the Sandwich Board is like the guys that like walking advertisements, right? Now we got sign flippers, and those guys are way cooler. But it used to be you'd wear like a uh, two signs on your front and back, and it was like held over like a strap going over, right? Oh. That would be the sandwich board. Okay, now you're ma- making sense. And then the mafia is one that, you know, they even got megaphones and stuff like that. Like, you're going to hell. You know, and they're just going straight revelation. I was like, whoa, whoa, like build a relationship first. And then and like sandwich board mafia, I pictured a bunch of feminists who have been told to make a sandwich too many times. Now they're having walking around the street with knives and stuff like sandwich, sandwich board mafia. But now I they're know all, exactly what that is now. It's like mad because nobody's now I know what you're talking about. Sandwiches. Yeah. The people like, and you see them in the movies, right? They have their sandwich board. And it's like, end of the world's coming, like turn away. Like they have the signs on their. So now I know what you're talking about. That makes more sense. Yeah. The sandwich board. Mafia. Thanks for clarifying. Cause I and know so there's like, someone listening out there that didn't know. And those guys, they, they have good intent and everything, but it's just, that's not, that's not how I, how, like, that's something we were talking about earlier too. It's like what the first thing you always see Christ do when, when he needs to do some condemning is he builds a relationship first, uh, builds a relationship or first. conviction. Yeah. Yeah. And like he, he, you know, I mean, I can't think of one story where he doesn't. Where he doesn't get, he doesn't know the people already. He doesn't, he doesn't have a conversation first and then say, go and sin no more. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, if it was, it's the people that thought they knew about Christianity, thought they knew the way, and Jesus was looking at those. Okay, so the, the Pharisees. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The like religious leaders and things like that. The past sandwich board mafia. Yeah. Yeah, they just like got promoted. Yeah, those guys were the sandwich board mafia. Yeah. Like, I could see, that. like, hey, what are you doing? You know, and, and then obviously the laws and everything, like, you know, back then was probably a lot more vocal because those guys had a lot more power than they have today. Right. Like the religious people that day obviously probably had a little more, you know, than the, the religious leaders of today. So I got a question then. Bring it. This is totally not about abortion, but. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay. So like this is the madness we do okay. whatever we want. So there's like Nicodemus and and these guys, right? Yeah, that we're talking about. Like, those are the chosen people, right? What Israel? Yeah, the, yeah. These guys are chosen people. So was Jesus, did Jesus even come for them? Yeah. Oh yeah. For the chosen people, aren't they already chosen? I don't know. I need more of this Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need an answer. I don't need an answer. I don't know why I said we. The one scripture that just popped up in my, my head was just that, like, his, his desire is that none, you know, would perish. Yeah. You know, chosen Jew and Gentile, right? Like, that none should perish. Right. What came first? <laughs> the chicken <laughs> or the egg, Mark? I mean, I mean, they're already good, right? So let's... Uh, I don't. I don't have an answer for that, but 
I just thought I'd throw the question out there. Yeah. Get you on. I'll tell Mark, like, there's something I want to write called, like, questions I just want to ask. Like, just crazy hard questions. Like, obviously, there's the questions I would ask, like, about denominationally and how the things that we've been arguing over as Christians for hundreds and thousands, like, thousands of years, just want to ask, like, or even as a pastor in my own church, like, what percentage, Lord, of, you know, and just ask, like, a crazy hard question. Mm. You know, it'd just be, and there's there's a lot of questions, you know, I think that we all have that come up. And, you know, some things you, you just don't ever, you may never have the exact definitive answer, and you have to walk by faith, you know. But I think it does, like, it. it what's good, even if you don't even come to a conclusion on things, is, like, is to to ask those questions like that just to wrestle with them. And, like, um, even if, like, I come across and I'm wrong, and like, okay, then let's let's get let's dive in and let's find out where we're wrong on our arguments and like really like get biblical about everything that we're yeah that we're discussing even if we don't get to an answer like we just did a whole bible study where we really dove in oh yeah to to reach something and you know i don't think i don't think there's anything bad which is probably what i need to say on this i was telling mark that there is no such thing as a professor a person a teacher anybody that's going to be 100% accurate on all things regarding God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. There's not one because that's only Jesus. The best teacher is the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. So you may find a great teacher, and you may learn some things in Hebrew and Greek, and you may learn some things that you didn't see before, but ultimately, test every spirit. Ultimately, Go to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to bring that revelation of the Word. Like, even me as a pastor, I love diving in the, these topics. And listen, like, if you put pressure on yourselves right now as a Christian to be 100% accurate all the time, you may never even speak. You know what I mean? Or you go woke. Or you go woke. and You woke up. But, at you know, so if you're listening, like, man, that's great that you have pastors that you like or... or evangelists or people on TV or YouTube or some of the social media people, but ultimately stop placing your faith in man to get all of your knowledge. Like you're just not going to be right. And you need to be okay with saying, you know what? I might be wrong. That's why you remain humble and teachable. But yes, the Bible says study to show yourself approved, not study to show yourself infallible of all knowledge. You know what I mean? Like people just put that burden on themselves and it's like, Hey, like all sermons, all you know, recordings should just be prefaced with, listen, ask the Holy Spirit, go to the Bible, go to the Holy Spirit. You might learn something you didn't know before for a teacher, but ultimately the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. I just It annoys me sometimes about how people try to like build up and put people on pedestals like, oh. Because what I find that there's not a single person in my life, Mark, that has literally, I've got everything 100% for that person. I'll meet someone and they're like, man, that guy's so good at discipline. This guy's so good at motivation and gets what goes after what he wants and he makes it happen. Man, this guy's so good at being a dad. This guy's so, like, not one person I've ever met has like all of these things that I just glean from and I'm like, oh man, all things from that person. Mm-hmm. And I just think people are trying to find that one person all to be disappointed because they're putting their faith in man and man will always let you know. Yeah. And they, I think, I think what happens too is a lot of people, they, it's uh, a saying I heard a long time ago, like, uh, don't judge your insides by other people's outsides. 
So, like, and we see it a lot more with, like, social media and stuff like that. It's, like, how I feel on the inside is based on the highlight reels that I'm seeing on Facebook or Instagram of people I know. And we should just know that those are highlight reels. And Oh, man. You know what? And and as annoying as a pastor, if I post something and then you comment a bunch of nonsense on my thread because you didn't take time, like, social media is such a small snapshot. Have you guys ever just posted anything out there? And then I got a bunch of negative, you know, crud towards you. And you're like, dude, how you perceived it is completely wrong from how I was trying to deliver it. Then you get in a bunch of side arguments that waste most of your day because then you're spending time clarifying like, hey, this wasn't a passive aggressive dig at you. I was just simply posting like how I felt, but I I didn't have time to put all the tons of context behind it. And so I see so many people getting these many arguments um, keyboard warrior and they have to like defend themselves or feel this need to defend themselves because the person that was reading it took it how they wanted to take it through their lens even but they because they couldn't see how you were through your lens of how you were trying to say it happens all the time especially with me as a pastor but I have learned to be like I ain't got time yeah. to just tell every single person if you want to know call me but like you have to Take it with a grain of salt. Everything on social media, you got to be careful to take it how you want to take it. You know, take a step back. Because we're in the social media age, man. I mean, there's so many social media apps and platforms. Yeah, and like like Twitter, you only get 200 characters. Oh, my gosh. I know 200 characters. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, because it doesn't reflect tone. It doesn't reflect, um, you know, pauses in your in your uh in your rhetoric or anything that that is going on well and and how you are saying it yeah so it's easy for somebody to read it and everything that's going on with them they're going to read it totally different and and take it out of any context it should it should have been in and it happens every day right you'll say something to your wife and you're like how did you get that from what i said i mean it happens every day all the time you can't stop it another thing about you know, to go back to a, like abortion, Roe versus Wade and everything, it's it's interesting, like if you follow the Bible, all of the, you know, pagan gods and everything that demanded like child sacrifice. Like when you look at Baal and like all these other, these different gods that they believed in, that they sacrificed the kids, the babies. It's just kind of cr- crazy and qu- not, not as coincidental. Like it's always been something that the devil's been after, right? Whether it was like through Moses or whether it was when Jesus was born, like you you. There's always this constant attack outside of God to the babies. Well, like, and okay, so let's get let's dive in a little further then on that, like, because you you see like any like interpretation that I have of like of anything demonic is like like an irrational anger, um, screeching voice, um, and just almost like like an adult acting like, you know, a person that's not capable to to effectively communicate and they've, you know, lost that ability, almost like an adult that's a baby. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I'm just trying to paint the picture, and I think a lot of people have that same picture painted, um, you know, whether, whether they communicated like I did or not. But, um, and you're seeing, like, doctors that are confronted about abortion or like Elizabeth Warren and the way that she reacts to it. Like imagine being so mad that babies aren't being killed. 
and look at the way that they're reacting. It's easy, like, it's not like, I'm not going out, I don't think I'm going out on a huge limb here of some, like, tinfoil hat crap that, like, you see, like, a demonic force coming out of these people because they're so angry that this kind of stuff's not happening anymore. Or that, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, he's, that it's under yeah, threat. well, yeah, I mean, you know, the devil's the little god, little G of this world, and yeah. of course he wants to you know, try to use humanity for his purposes, which is to steal, kill, and destroy. And it is kind of creepy when you watch certain political figures and you're like, man, I just, I get the, the heebie-jeebies yeah. watching this person or that person, and you're going, wow, there's just something inherently evil. You, like, because Mark, we already talked about this in the episode. Like, just like Christians, like you feel the presence of God, you can feel the presence of evil. Like when we were in that cave... Mm. we felt evil. We saw it all around. It was like, oh, I feel, I see evil. And it's something about like the discernment that God gave us as his, you know, children of like, man, I just sense something is off. Yeah. Just imagine being so mad that babies aren't being killed. So mad that you can't control your emotions and that you're just going to flip out. Yeah. Because babies aren't being killed. Imagine that. Or a clump of cells, whatever you want to call it. You're a clump of cells. I'm a clump of cells. We're all clump of cells. So like, Whatever you want to call it, I don't give a crap. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a human life in there. Yeah, you know. Well, because it's like the argument of like, okay, you can't call it that if you're harvesting their organs for us. You know what I mean? You can't call it what? Um, not a life, not a human life. If you're harvesting its organs. Yeah, if you're harvesting like the the organs and the parts of the body, like. I don't know, I just heard that. I read some article, and I was just like, wait, what? But it was a good article. It was just basically saying, like, someone on that the side of the abortion argument oh, was just okay. like, you know, it's not a life. And it's just like, but then again, it's like, and this is not a dig at anyone who struggles with transgenderism or anything like that. But at the same time, like, we're living in a time where people literally can't even answer what is a woman or what is a man. I like no one ever thought we'd be living in this kind of time. So what seems like common sense to say, okay, like if two humans get together, they're going to create a human. Like it's just, that's how it is. It's not going to be non-human. Like, but now we live in a time it's like, we almost encourage kids to be confused, mm. you know, cause that, and that's, I know that's not like the same topic, but in a sense, it's like common sense is gone. Like I would define like female by the DNA within a female. Like, just like you can dig up a skeleton years later and go, that was a female cause it's in their bones. It's in their DNA. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, there's an extreme scenario where you might be born with both sets of private parts or whatever, but it's just like, isn't it crazy to live in a time where people like they go around and they go, what is a woman? And then people can't even answer that. Right. And, and as far as that goes, like that's a whole nother argument, like, because that's an anomaly. So if we're going to speak yeah. about things like in what argument do we, do we argue the anomalies? In, in what kind of argument do we argue the anomalies? Statistically, anomalies are thrown out. So it's not part of the argument. Yeah. Um, and that 
and then it becomes a, and then it becomes not saying that's not important, but then that becomes a separate argument to, to talk about and discuss, which, you know, I think if we were more civilized, we would, we would be having that argument instead of this one. Yeah. And, and, and people have to know, like, I do enjoy hearing someone that has a different viewpoint from me and I like to hear it. I like to try to understand where someone's coming from. I'm not like this. Ah, I don't want to hear you. Like I will engage with anybody. It's just, you know, I think the moment that the argument becomes unhealthy is when someone gets too triggered emotionally and then they start saying things that they don't mean. Cause when you get emotional, you're not sober minded. So you're saying these dumb things and these things that you probably regret later. But I like and enjoy having conversations with people that disagree about certain topics because like you said, why not dive in and get stronger with what I believe and what are my personal convictions? And if you're a Christian, hey, I want to dig in this Bible and I want to dig in the Word and really be ready to have an answer of what I believe. Right. You know, and important. That, and that's like, well, like philosophically what like Plato learned from Socrates was, you know, to cause doubt and then cause recollection of the actual answer. Yeah. is to to make your opponent's argument stronger. And make I think it sound like everything you answer is with a question? Yeah, pretty much is what you end up doing. You do end up doing? See, See? See if that was on, but that, if that was on social media, I would not have known that was a question because I didn't hear your tone. Well, but is it a question? But you could put a question mark on it. Dang it. That's what emojis are actually good for. Because you can, like, say something like, I don't know if this person knows I'm joking or not. Unless you're, like, trying to, like, like we were doing earlier. It was messing with somebody, and I didn't really want them to know I was joking yet. But <sighs> I could easily put, like, the laughing face with, like, tears coming out. and she was This is like, controversial. Oh, Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's not. Well, man, I enjoyed the conversation, and I hope that when you listen that you know, yes, you're, this is just a hot button issue. So you're probably going to get either, you know, you're probably passionate about it on one side or the other. You're probably, you know, you're super angry or not, but it's definitely a huge issue right now for this moment in time with our generation. And, you know, if you found yourself getting super mad, even if you're not a Christian, I mean, it probably is a, a chance to like, just check your heart on humanity and the value of life. Because, like, what's hard for, for us is, like, how do you argue with someone that doesn't have the same, you know, moral compass or, or same value of life? Because if you just believe we're an accident, it's kind of like, man. And then I, and I, and, and no offense to those people, but even the Bible says, talking about, you know, being careful of, of the arguments you find yourself in. Um, probably for your own mental health and your own emotional health, like, being careful who you're arguing with. You know, well, yeah, argue with the fool and become one. Yeah, whatever that proverb, however that proverb says, argue with the fool lest you become one. Or how my dad used to say, "Hang out with the dogs, gonna get the fleas, boy." <laughs> also, big shout out to number one fan Cecil Keithley. I only said that because Cecil is a CrossFit like. He's just a fit dude, and so he's helping me get fit, and uh, it hurts. Mm. He, I was like, I was like, wait, are we live right now? We're still, <laughs> no, we can call him though. And he was like, the only one, one guy listening. Let's try to call him. I think that'd probably be the best. 
He's not going to answer because he's probably at work, but he might be on lunch. So we can end our madness session with a phone call to Cecil. Do it. If not, we can leave a radical message. Or people text like, can't talk right now. Call me later. What's up, man? Cecil Keithley! It's the main man, John Dell. Man, I was doing my number one fan shout-out for Season 2, Episode 1. Cecil Keithley, you're live with me and Mark right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's not good. Trust me. Trust me to answer the phone in a, in a, a decent manner. We're actually Thanks talking about a controversial subject today. Abortion, Rovers Wade, clump of cells. Hello. Are you for real? I'm on, I'm on uh, live. You're literally, well, I mean, it's being recorded, so it's not live technically, no, but you no. are on the episode because I don't have enough time to edit these. So whatever you say is going to be. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I won't make you say anything controversial about the subject on the air because we, we're, we're already on the end no of this comment. thing. No, no comment. comment. I'm glad no you're comment. here, though. No. I'm glad your parents had you. That's all I want yeah, to say. Thanks for calling me. <laughs> you too. All right, man. Have a great lunch. All right, dude. Have fun. All right, bro. Bye. Cecil Keithley! He's <laughs> having like, oh man, I really wish I didn't answer the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when you talk about something so controversial, because a lot of people, like, in certain subjects, you're kind of worried about what you're going to say because you might have friends that go, how dare you have that opinion? You offend me. You know, on the ta- on the really hard subjects. But um, any last words? Not last, last, you know. No, no. About, I mean, if people having that difference of of opinion, stuff like that, like, I just, I just would like to see us live in a time where that's okay, you know, whether it be uh, Christian, non Christian, like you said, like the the sword only works for Christians, you know. So when we argue with non Christians, we don't really have that as far as like the word. it, yeah. it, it still works because it is truth, but. Um, but even different opinion because I've just over the years it seems like since since like really when like Trump started running for president and stuff like that I was like I started like being like hey I agree with like what this guy is saying I'm not really conservative though but I I agree with some of the things that he's saying and like it's just like instantly just getting berated and attacked and stuff on Facebook and like so many people won't talk to me now and stuff like that it's just. I, oh. It's sad, man. It's Don't sad. start on that. Where's yeah. my womp 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 sound? Yeah. Like, it's, it just, yeah. I mean, it just shows you their maturity. Like, you know. But I think, like, one thing I can do better is, is listen better. I do try to listen to other arguments, but usually when I'm listening to other arguments, it's because I'm trying to refine my own. So I just don't like when people go... I hate Trump. And then you try to dig in and they literally have nothing to say except for what media has told them. Tell me why you personally don't like him. And then it's like, they get stuck and it's like, dude, all I asked, stop getting mad at me. Explain why you don't like someone. Yeah. Like, but have nothing to say except for why I saw the news that he said a vulgar remark. You know, it's just, I don't know. People just just bug other people. Even like outside (laughs) of Trump and like differences of opinion and stuff like we should, we should be able to have that, and we should be able to have the space to to 
you should be able to give other people the space to think differently than you. Yeah. And uh, I know, like, I used to be a very, very angry person, and a lot of my anger was released when um, I is actually a, a guy that was counseling me and mentoring me. He's like, he's like, you're mad at the world because the world doesn't think like you. And I was like, whoa, dude. Like, <laughs> it was, oh. it was like that. Yeah, revelation. Yeah, and I... You know, and like, I think that we should be able to think differently than each other and, and be able to have conversations without hating each other. And like, even if we have a hard conversation, you know, still be able to, you know, get some lunch afterwards or whether we be friends or not, it doesn't matter at that point. I'd love, there'd be nothing better to get in a really deep argument, go to lunch than not talk to each other. Just the whole time. I'd like that very much. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. Or like. I mean, it does matter if you like each other. Or not. I mean, like, you could still sit at the table and have a conversation with them or, or do ministry together, even though you have differences of opinion, you know, and, like... I was just talking about this the other day. Yeah. So, or, like... How can I, like, how can I disagree with you and not like you, but still love you and be committed to the unity that the Bible talks about for Christians as a family? Right? Right. I mean, and, and it's like... I don't know. Yeah. As a pastor, I might look into the, you know, I would say we have between the, the Pacto de Vida and everybody that calls Covenant Life home, we probably have 250. I mean, and, and, and I don't know, there's maybe like half that I might not want to go on vacation with. It's not because I don't love them. It's just because maybe like our, our personalities clash or, you know, like, and it's okay. People need to understand like, like as a pastor, I told you today too. I was like, I'm a, I'm accountable to your spirit, not your emotions of like, oh, I don't like you, or you know what I mean. It's like, I want to equip you, train you, send you out, watch you just conquer the world for Jesus. Yeah, but absolutely. All right, homies. That made no sense. That noise. Um, hope you guys enjoy it. Let me pray for you, and then we'll. Continue on with episode two, season two, coming up next week. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for uh, the topic and the conversation today regarding life. And Lord, I just pray for people to um, just hear it and and to really dig into your word, to really ask your Holy Spirit to guide them and lead them into the truth. Lord, thank you for uh, opinions different from our own to help make us stronger, to dive in, to get closer to you. Lord, thank you for all the, the moms out there who might have gotten an abortion. I thank you that they're not condemned, that you provide the forgiveness, that you lift their chin up just like you did with the woman caught in adultery. Lift their head up and love them. Lord, I thank you that there's no condemnation for them. They truly are forgiven. Lord, to those that are facing a situation right now that they are pregnant, Lord, I, I just thank you that they, they, they understand that heartbeat and that they know that that's a young, beautiful creation of yours, a human person. So, God, thank you, and uh, we just thank you for your will to be done, Lord, and thank you for just a blessed day and a blessed week. Thank you for the resources of the that we have even here locally that help with First Look and some of the other organizations. Thank you, God, for having those. Thank you for people with a heart to uh, make adoption easier and for people helping those young, those uh, people in situations, God, with all the resources. We thank you for it. We love you and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. I'm going to play some outro music. Don't, 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 don't.